Hello and welcome to the Sonic Cinema Podcast. My name is Brian Scuttle and thank you for joining me at www.sonic-cinema.com. Join me if you haven't already at the Sonic Cinema Patreon at patreon.com backslash Sonic Cinema. I just put, uh, last week, I just put a uh, rewards online of my very first uh, solo audio commentary. Uh, nobody's ever heard this one besides me. It's a scene select uh, commentary for some scenes in the comedy American Pie 2. And I explain a little bit there as to why I chose uh, that particular movie and uh, why I chose those particular scenes. Coming up, there's also going to be some more discussion on the book, as well as some exclusive uh, reviews coming up, as well as maybe some more uh, commentary and audio uh, with regards to my music. So that's patreon.com backslash Cinema. Today, I'm very pleased to be joined by a writer and director who has uh, sent me some of my favorite films uh, of the past few years. He's one of the filmmakers behind Crown Chimp Films. He's a writer-director behind Joke, uh, Jay, Sea Change, Sultan of the Sea, and many others. I'm pleased to uh, be joined today by Nicholas Duarte. I'm really pleased to be joined today by one of the filmmakers behind Crown Chimp Films, Nicholas Duarte. Uh, he is a writer and director who has sent me a number of short films uh, over the years, including What You Need and Joke, as well as Sea Change, Sultan of the Sea, and a documentary short that he uh, sent my way last year called Jay, which landed uh, pretty high on my top 10 list for last year. And I re-watched it in preparation for this interview, and it definitely uh, held up just as well this time around. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Nicholas, for joining me. Yeah, man, I am very excited to do this. You've always been a, uh, uh, you know, a strong supporter of the work and a strong friend in getting the word out there. So I'm, uh, I'm excited to to chat with you a little bit about these projects. Yeah, and I, as am I, because you're you're by far one of the most interesting voices I think I've ever uh, gotten the chance to. Uh, watch their films from as far as people who have sent me their films. And that really came through as I was going through and rewatching these films for the sake of this interview. And, uh, it's, it's, I'm really, uh, curious to, uh, talk to you about a number of these, uh, a number of these titles. Yeah. Well, I, uh, I, I definitely appreciate that, man. And, you know, I'm glad to hear that, uh, they're, ha they're having some sort of an impact Mm -hmm. uh, on you. So thank you. Well, first of all, um, like I said, you are, uh, one of the filmmakers behind crown chimp films. I'm just kind of curious, uh, if you want to, uh, explain to, uh, the listeners, what exactly, uh, what, what exactly is, uh, behind crown chimp films? Yeah. So, you know, crown chimp, we started, it's, uh, going on about 12 years now. Uh, and it is basically a small collective production company, um, where we, you know, most, most of the, the income comes from doing commercial work. Mm -hmm. And if you like, I can, I can dive into that, uh, quite a bit. Uh, but then we also use, you know, that income to support the financial or the, support the personal projects, the experimental projects everything of that nature. Uh, and then that started leading to us getting a little bit more attention in the narrative world and in the film and television world. Uh, so it's a, you know, it's this group of filmmakers. It's myself. Uh, you know, I, I own the company and I'm the primary director and I write a gentleman named Frank Armanderas, who is also a director and an editor uh, with the team. Sonia Campbell, who does all of our social media is a producer and a very talented writer and art director. And then Drew Grubick, who is uh, a writer and a producer and, you know, outside of me, the longest member of uh, the Crown Chimp team. And then from there, you know, there's other people that we work with, but that's the, that's the main core of our group. Mm -hmm. 
And where can people uh, find you guys on the web? Just to go ahead and get that out there. Sure. Yeah, I appreciate the early plug. Uh, so it's uh, very simple: crownchimp.com. Uh, and then we're on Instagram and uh, Twitter as at crownchimp. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook, and I believe that one is Crown Chimp Films. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe so. Um, well, let's go. Let's go a little bit more personal, though. And uh, what exactly drew you to filmmaking uh, in just in general? Yeah. So I, you know, I. I, I grew up always very interested in uh, the arts and creativity. You know, I was constantly writing, constantly drawing, constantly coming up with odd little stories, um, you know, all of that type of stuff that a overly imaginative kid does when they're young. Uh, so, you know, that was a big part of that. My mom was very interested in, uh, you know, making sure that I was involved in the arts of some kind. Uh, you know, so we, we didn't really have a lot of money growing up, but, uh, you know, she made sure I went to the kind of parks and rec programs and uh, the things that, you know, the city or the county would provide those types of programs and, you know, made sure that I was, uh, that that aspect was being nurtured. Uh, on the other side of that, my dad was, you know, very involved in athletics and, you know, fueled that side of me as well to, you know, make sure that, um, you know, I was maintaining the discipline uh, and the motivation and the, the excitement uh, that you have to have in sports. So, you know, those two components uh, converged pretty perfectly when I was about 17 years old and you know, I made my my first little film is just for a high school project, uh, but it was, it was really that kind of combination of of the the arts and athletics. Uh, you know, that sort of competition and discipline mixed with uh, just a you know raw need to express yourself uh, that that mixed perfectly for filmmaking. Mm -hmm. Well, what what filmmakers have inspired you over the years? I would say early on, probably, you know, some similar names as anybody else my age. Uh, you know, so I'm in my early 30s. So, you know, when I was first getting involved into film in my late teens, early 20s, it was, you know, people like Paul Thomas Anderson and Michelle Gondry, uh, a little bit of Terrence Malick and David Fincher. And then mm -hmm. I would say as I've gotten older, uh, you know, Bennett Miller is the one that I mm -hmm. continually look at as, you know, that's, that's, that's the guy, um, you know, that's the work that I'm really enjoying right now. Um, I've also started to, to really enjoy the work of Reed Murano um, and Carrie uh, 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 Fukunaga, some of the, you know, their work in episodic as well. Mm -hmm. Okay. And when, when you mentioned Paul Thomas Anderson and Terrence Malick, I mean, that, that's one of the things, that is something that very much I feel like comes through in a lot of your films and in that uh, it feels like a lot of your, the, the films that I've seen and they're, they're all short films. I haven't actually seen narrative, a uh, feature film from you. Um, and uh, there's, there's a very tone poem and visual experimental quality to them. And uh, that that's something that really strikes me about all of the uh, all of the films that you've done, regardless of whether it has a uh, straightforward narrative or whether it's just it it's just sort of this germ of an idea that comes through. And uh, that's that's going into that. We can go ahead and start talking about some of those films. Uh, the first film I believe I saw from you is uh, just a four-minute short called What You Need. And it's a very interesting short. I don't want to give away too much about these films. Um, just needless to say, if you haven't seen them and you're listening to this, they're really well worth watching. And if you're a fan of some of those filmmakers that... Uh, Nicholas mentioned earlier, I, I think you'll definitely see the uh, strong connection that uh, they have to those filmmakers. Where where did you come up with the idea for what you need? Yeah, well, I, you know, just to, to touch on some of the other stuff, too, you know, I, 
I, I think one of the things that I'm very interested in is trying to express things that you can't verbalize mm -hmm. and uh, just more so feelings that, you know, a combination of images and sounds and performances, uh, you know, help you to at least not necessarily make sense, but um, it's maybe it's more for me trying to make sense of the world or whatever I'm going through at that particular moment. Uh, and you know the story and everything else is a uh, a skeleton to you know try to try to work off of. Mm -hmm. uh, but you know, in particular, with what you need, and that actually that started off uh, with a very very different approach. So the initial thinking on that was, you know, we were going to do an opening logo uh, for the company for Crown Chimp. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like this idea of like, okay, let's, you know, uh, this image of this small kind of chimp creature uh, wearing a little uh, crown. And then that kind of turned into away from animation because we don't really do that into live action, which, you know, turned into this central idea of, oh, what if it's, you know, a little boy that's kind of a chimp mm -hmm. uh, steals a crown. And then from that, it turned into a, a much larger, uh, I don't even know if larger is the right word, but um Something that was a little bit more about what does it just mean to be a child, um, that sense of isolation and uh, perhaps abandonment um, or just general confusion of no matter what, never quite fitting in with the rest of the world. Uh, and just trying to, you know, do these little slice of life scenes and moments uh, that hopefully speak to something that's honest. Now, you know, that was that was made quite a few years ago. So I look at it and I, I see all sorts of things I would do differently in terms of the mm -hmm. craft, but the, um, the motion of that, uh, you know, it's still something I'm still trying to, you know, figure out. We're all just kind of telling the same story over and over anyways. Yeah. And I, I will say it's like, that's one of the things that I did notice and it's certainly not a bad thing. And I, the way, because of the fact that I think each film that you've done is very different, but I do think they all touch on, similar themes of isolation mm -hmm. of trying to figure out your place in the world and trying to do the best you can in the world and uh and gang through uh personal trauma in some cases and just just trying to trying to figure out where life should be taking you and that's one of the things that I do find is uh common thread throughout most of your films, even something like uh, Jay, which is a documentary, uh, I feel like touches a lot on that basic idea as well. Yeah, I, um, that's, that's really, you know, cool to hear you say that. You know, I, I, I have this mission statements of, you know, my goal is to, uh, to make films or tell stories um, that are hopefully evocative and visually captivating, but more so than anything else, they're about damaged people trying their best. Mm -hmm. uh, and whenever I, I come back to, you know, uh, working on a new script or in the edit or anything else, that's sort of my North star. Uh, you know, I think that's the thing that I'm most interested in, which is, you know, very broad, very vague idea. Uh, but, you know, just kind of exploring, like we all, we all have some baggage. Um, we all have some difficulties, and, uh, you know, at the heart of it, I do think we all are just trying to do the best we can with what we have. Mm -hmm. No, and that, that's, that's definitely something that comes through. And actually, ha hearing you talk about, hearing you mention that and put that uh, connection through about people basically just trying to do your best. I mean, when I, when I rewatched uh, Triplet, which you directed, but you didn't uh, have a credit writing cred on, it 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 felt like when I first when I watched it again, it's like okay, this is a bit different from what I've the previous the other films of his that I've seen, and you can sort of chalk that up to you not having written it, but just as a director. But hearing you talk about that common theme, it it's like okay, there's the connective tissue with triple that triplet, which is about a. Uh, dancer who's trying to get into a uh, ballet troupe uh, but is having a hard time uh, dealing with the rejection of that she feels in uh, that situation. 
Yeah, you know, and I, um, I think so. Sonia and Drew they wrote that script, and I, I think they did a, a, a really nice job with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm honestly, I'm not sure if I actually even did the script that much of justice, uh, but you know, tried it. Um, but it is a, it's a interesting feeling for me at least to direct somebody else's material. Uh, and it's something I, I do want to explore a little bit more and, you know, do that a bit more, um, hopefully more so in kind of the episodic space a bit. Uh, but yeah, with, you know, with triplet, I, I do feel like there is some similarities there. It's a little bit more stylized, especially in terms of performance, mm-hmm. uh, and a little bit less naturalistic. And, you know, that's, uh, you know, one of the choices that we made on it. Uh, but I, you know, I, I, I do really enjoy that project and, we do these projects from time to time that are almost more like sketches uh, that you would have in a notebook um, as opposed to, you know, painting a giant mural, something to just get out there and Mm -hmm. uh, exercise it out a little bit. Yeah. Um, There is, I I will say though, there is one film that uh, I talked, I mentioned at the beginning that does feel very, very different from the rest of the uh, films that I've seen of yours and that we've talked about right now. And that is your uh, 2013 short film joke, which I have to admit is probably still one of my favorite uh, short films that somebody sent me. Actually, I would say one of my favorite films somebody has sent me. I really, I, (laughs) whenever I come back to that, it's just really, it's so unusual. It's so just weird and just really darkly hilarious. And I, a big part of that is the uh, vocal performance from the quote unquote narrator. I'm just kind of curious where exactly that came, that movie came from. Yeah. You know, I, I think, uh, it's weird, man. So, you know, I think some of the, the other films or the majority of the films are more of this, kind of spiritual exploration. Um, but, you know, in reality, me and the, the rest of the team, I would say joke is probably the closest thing to our actual personalities. <laughs> like, you know, we make serious stuff, but yeah. like we, we kind of just, you know, uh, screw around and uh, try to come up with like just the most messed up things that we can think of t- uh, to each other. Uh, and I think joke is probably a decent enough example of that. So joke was something, you know, we wanted to do kind of a, an art piece, an experimental piece, but wanted to get a little meta about it and figure out, all right, what can we do that, that leads you this way that the entire film is just essentially a structure of a setup punchline. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and we think you you know, you think we're saying something profound and, uh, you know, ultimately there's nothing profound to be said. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, I don't know. That that was really fun. That's one of my favorite things in terms of the making of it, and uh, you know how it came out at the time. That was just a, hey, let's try this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it. I mean, it's definitely it's definitely not serious in in the strictest sense. Certainly not serious in the same way your other films are. Mm-hmm. But I I do feel like it. It's kind of it's kind of a little tone poem in its own right about the idea of the subjectivity of humor and and just this whole idea of what's funny to somebody is not necessarily funny to another person and sort of going into an a uh, darkly humoristic uh exploration of that in a matter of three minutes and uh, that's that's something that really struck me when I first saw it, and really uh, loved it back in back when I first saw it. And uh, it's it's something that when I, when I watched it again yesterday, it 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 still holds that um, it still holds that uh, that strength. I think as as a uh, project, and I mean even even if it doesn't have a whole lot on a deeper level to say compared to like sea change or J or what, what you need. It, it definitely, I think, I think it does have something to say and it has definitely a very interesting voice to it. Yeah. Cool. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that, uh, that you're still digging that. I, um, 
you know, my, my, my career, both in narrative and commercials is built around, you know, drama and serious stuff. Uh, but you know, I, I spend most of my time watching comedies, uh, mm-hmm. Drew, who, you know, Drew, who has a lot of the writing credits, um, with me, uh, he comes from, uh, you know, he came up in second city out in Chicago. Oh, okay. uh, so, you know, he's, he's super gifted, uh, improviser and, and comic. Uh, so, you know, every once in a while, if we don't do something like that, we'll just go a little crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so we, we have like a little bit of a deal, like, okay, it's, it's enough of the self seriousness stuff. Let's just do something <laughs> stupid now. Well, and that, yeah, I mean, it, it is, uh, is nice, nice to hear that there, there's definitely, there's definitely an itch to do something like that. And I mean, it, it def that one, if you can, you can find it, I know you can find it on Vimeo. I'm guessing you can probably watch all of your movies that are available on Crown Chimp, the website. <laughs> Uh, we are restructuring our site, so I'm not entirely sure what will be there when this comes out. Okay. Um, we're setting up a kind of a new blog platform on there for things that we don't consider in like the top 10, 12 uh, projects. Uh, so some things will go there. On my site, nicholasduarte.com, uh, in the other videos section there, uh, I also kind of keep a little bit of a, a mini archive of work. And I know, uh, from, from watching them all there, I know all of them are up on mo- most of these projects we're talking about are up on Vimeo as well. Oh, as well yes. as I believe yep. your, some of your commercials and stuff like that as well. Yes. So, so going back to your narrative work for a little bit, I, the the one that I think has had one of the most imp- biggest impacts on me personally was uh, your 2015 short Sea Change, which is about two sisters, one of whom has a uh, life threatening um, abnormality where her bones basically crystallize, and the other sister, who's a nurse, is taking her on a trip to this doctor to try to um, get her the help she needs. And uh, I know, I think part of it is probably when I had, when I watched this, I was coming off of a time where it was kind of tense uh, in terms of my personal family. So that is part of the reason I think it had the impact on me. But the fact of the matter is I watched it again yesterday and it still has it still has a really deep impact because it does it looks at uh, some of the responsibilities we sometimes have to take on for the sake of family. And where where did you and uh, Drew come up with the idea for that story? Yeah, um, that is, you know, I, again, like all, you know, these. I'm, I'm, I'm really glad to hear that, uh, that it's connecting and that has some sort of impact because you don't want to make these things in a void that you know don't matter to anybody. Um, you know, especially in terms of family, and that's something I've been starting to explore a lot more in uh, the current scripts I'm working on. Uh, is this this? I don't know if it's a side effect of aging or you know, getting ready to kind of start my own family or anything like that. But, uh, you know, it's difficult to let go, both in terms of the good and the bad. Mm -hmm. And family has such a strong hold on us, again, both in terms of, you know, good and bad. Um, You know, for me, my family was, uh, you know, everybody thinks their family was unique. So my unique version Mm -hmm. of it is, you know, is is a, a foster family with adopted siblings and siblings with special needs. Um... And so that, you know, had its own challenges, uh, you know, pretty early on, I was, I was put in a somewhat of a caretaker type of position, uh, in my family. Uh, mm-hmm. so, you know, I know that had a, a pretty large impact on me. Um, I don't want to speak out of turn, uh, you know, with anything with Drew since, you know, he's not here. Uh, but like anybody else, you know, he had his own version of those things as well. Mm-hmm. So both of uh, you know, both of our experiences led to wanting to explore something dealing with family and dealing with, uh, you know, resentments and feeling, you know, that responsibility, whether or not it's self-imposed. 
and you know, and then also part of it was I had uh, taken a trip down the Pacific Coast Highway um, about a year earlier with my wife and a couple of friends, a, mm-hmm. a road trip, and just I loved it. You know, I, I thought it was absolutely gorgeous and wanted to just go back and make a film out there. Uh, so, you know, those two things kind of collided and, you know, we came up with the general story pretty quickly. Um, you know, I added in the idea of the crystals to, uh, you know, kind of give it a little bit more of a fanciful quality and, um, you know, hopefully sometimes you get to a deeper truth through something that isn't, uh, truly literal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're hoping to do that. You know, I, I look at the film. I do think that there are, if I'm just being blunt, uh, you know, I think there are some some issues with it. Uh, you know, some things that uh, I know Drew, and I, Drew, both Drew and I would have done differently in terms of, uh, you know, script. But mm-hmm. uh, I'm also I'm, I'm, I'm proud of the work and it was a really enjoyable film to make. And it also, you know, lets me uh, start and work with KJ, uh, who's the younger sister in there. And mm-hmm. um you know, we've made five or so projects with her since then. Um, you know, so all in all, I look back at it with a lot of fond memories, and I, I there's some really, really lovely moments uh, in that film for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's funny because of the fact that you have another another film that when when I watch, I basically watched these back to back yesterday when I was rewatching them. Uh, Sultan of the Sea which is mm-hmm. another film about one sibling basically looking after another that seems to have a serious illness. And in the title, you're evoking the sea. And you, you sort of touched on some, some personal things that make, make me realize that, yes, there, there is some, some personal place where both of these came from. And, uh, yeah, it was that sort of a conscious decision on your part to have these two sort of these two very simple and short uh, ideas sort of like feel connected in a way. Uh, honestly, no, um, <laughs> not at all. I mean, and that's you know, I uh, you know, I, I spend a lot of time, you know, kind of planning and thinking of, you know, next steps and stuff, but that never really translates into the type of work. Mm-hmm. It's more of how am I going to get this work done or, you know, trying to figure, uh, that side of things out. But, uh, you know, it usually just becomes a thing of like, ah, no, I just, I just have to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, or I'm going to go insane if I don't, uh, with Sultan, we were out in LA for some commercial stuff and, um, uh, uh, you know, a couple of, uh, opportunities out there and, uh, KJ was out there at the time and just the little group of us said, Hey, let's, you know, here's this really weird area, uh, the Salton sea, which is one of the most bizarre places I've ever been to. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's just make a little short. So, you know, me and KJ wrote something real quick together. Uh, you know, Drew came in to act in it, um, did that with a really small crew, but the, you know, the whole thing felt like felt like a summer camp, honestly. Uh, it, was, it was one of the funnest, most enjoyable experiences I've had making a film. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of, you know, the thematics, I, I think family and caretaking is going to be something I'm always interested in. Um, and it's going to be something I, I, I probably will continue to explore in different versions. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just as it's a, you know, a thing that's, that's heavy on my mind. Uh, you know, in terms of the ocean, you know, I'm, I'm from Tucson. Uh, the desert is a huge part of my life. So mm-hmm. the ocean is such, is still very much an alien thing to me. Um, so, you know, a lot of my projects, you know, Sea Change and Salt in the Sea, uh, Trouble Will Find Her has it. Uh, Fish Hake has some water stuff. Mm-hmm. We just did the short out in Malibu in January. Um, so I, it's kind of a common thread, which I, uh, you know, I've, I've been yelled at by the team to, to stop looking at water. Uh, <laughs> soon all of my work is just going to be water. Uh, I mean, you know, if, if that's the way, I, I, I think after, the way after this last one, we did the shootout <laughs> in Malibu. That was very difficult shoot right on the beach. And uh, it came out great. I, I'm really proud of the film, but mm. I, I, I think the water itch is out of me, at least for a little <laughs> bit. Like, no more beaches, no more lakes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At least for a while. I'm, I'm sure for they'll come back in at some point. 
<laughs> yeah, it, it may just be the next film idea. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you you did mention Fishhook and uh, Trouble Will Find Her, and those are two films that I hadn't uh, mentioned yet. But um, one of the things I I did notice rewatching those that both of them sort of sort of like how I felt about Sea Change and Sultan of the Sea. I I do feel like Fishhook and Trouble Will Find Her sort of on a continuum uh, with each other as they're basically about people trying to take their life back after emotional and physical trauma. And uh, it, it fits right into this idea of isolation, of, um, of individuals who are struggling with life, of, with people who are having a hard time in life and how they're trying to deal with those, uh, the, those moments in their life. And uh, what, where, how, I guess, I don't know, I'm trying to figure out the best way to put this. It, it, I mean, obviously, it's like other artists certainly find new ways every, all the time to basically uh, tell similar stories to what they've done before. And I'm, I'm just kind of curious, is there, is there something that you, I mean, is there a particular process to trying to figure that out for you personally, or is it just something, well, this, this story's interesting to me, so, you know, how, how am I going to tell it? Huh, I'm not, I'm not sure I fully understand the question. Oh, that's all right. Uh, yeah, it was, it was, it's one that was kind of... I want to give you a good answer, though. No, that's but... fine, that's <laughs> fine. It, admittedly, it was one that sort of, sort of kind of came off the top of my head. Basically, basically, um, each of the pretty much all of the shorts that we've talked to with, talked about, with the exception of Joke, um, mm -hmm. basically, I feel like they 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 deal on they're basically all on a continuum. They're all basically have similar ideas as far as isolation, as far as people who are struggling in life at, at particular moments. And I guess it is it sort of is it a conscious decision, I guess, is what I want to know, or if it's, or if to basically tell these similar stories, and if if it is, you know, sort of, how do you go about the process of trying to, you know, of figuring out new ways to tell that type of story? I got you. Okay, cool. Oh. Yeah, I I got you. <laughs> um, so it is. Both and neither. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, the, the conscious part of it is that, you know, I'm, I'm pretty committed to working in drama. Um, you know, that's where I feel, you know, my particular skill sets, uh, both in terms of working with actors and working with um, a crew and, you know, those types of stories. And visually, you know, I feel like that's where I excel. Mm -hmm. um, also, I, I don't know if I necessarily have the patience to do comedy. Uh, I also really greatly respect com uh, comedy. You know, I'm, I'm okay if I make a bad drama. I would not be okay with myself if I made a bad comedy. Yeah. Uh, so, I, you know, I, 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 I want to stay away from that. Um, and, you know, I've, I've tried a couple of comedy projects, and I just I don't enjoy the process as much. Um, you know, the, the jokes get, uh, um, you know, tired and old to me uh, versus drama, you know, where you can – you know, really hone in and find in fine tune moments of suspense or buildup. And that doesn't get old to me. Uh, so it's, it, that's more of a personal preference, but that is something that I've, you know, pretty strongly staked my career on of, you know, this is what I'm going to do. Mm -hmm. uh, in terms of the types of stories, you know, for a while there, I would say in the earlier part of my career, I was very focused Um you know, probably like anybody else in their early twenties, you're trying to figure out who you are and what you're, uh, what you're all about. Um, and that's what, you know, that time period of life is for. And part of that for me as a filmmaker was trying to figure out like, okay, well, what filmmaker am I like, or what type of stories do I want to tell? And over time, I, I've, I've really stopped thinking about that. Mm -hmm. Um, and I've gotten to a place where it's just, I'm these the filmmaker I'm like is me and I'm just going to tell the stories that are interesting to me. Yeah. Uh, 
And, you know, there's certain degrees that you kind of have to consider as we're deciding, okay, well, which ones are we going to put most amount of resources into, whether it's time or money? Um, you know, there's business things to consider, uh, you know, especially as, you know, starting to move throughout that world. But uh, for the most part, you know, the bigger quest for me is, uh, you know, just telling something that I can feel good and honest about. Um, the rest of it is in terms of the actual stories, that's not a conscious decision. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's, it usually gets to the point of I've taken enough notes and ideas and loose thoughts uh, and I get to a place of uh, I, I have to do this. Like I, I, I have to tell this thing. I have to actively start working and getting this thing into production. Um, right. And it's not even a, if I don't type of situation. It's just um, it's more of a compulsion of, no, I just, this is just a thing I'm going to do, yeah. uh, you know, because it's all coming from me, you know, my films are coming from me like anybody else. Uh, you know, there are going to be common threads of things that I'm interested in, mm -hmm. um, ways that I'm trying to explore things. You know, I, I might do something that I'm not fully happy with the way that it was executed. Uh, but I really like the general idea or concept. So you know, I may revisit that, whether that's a specific type of shots or, movements um or general idea or character uh so I'll, I'll you know i may come back to that and say okay that was the you know that was the practice run or you know that was uh you know taking shots on goal mm -hmm. uh let's try to use it again now with something with a little bit of a bigger budget or maybe something where uh the elements line up maybe a little bit more in favor and let me try this thing again because I, I think i could do this the right way does that make sense yeah yeah it does I mean, you know, as, as a as a composer, I I completely get it because I mean, there's certainly there especially in my early time of composing, it's like, you know, there were there were people that and ideas that I sort of wanted to emulate and stuff like that, but as I grew older, it occurred to me that it's like I I'm more and more comfortable realizing that I I have I, this is my own voice in it and mm -hmm. it's like trying to and i'm just gonna work on fine-tuning that voice and making that as clear and as interesting to people as possible and you know i i certainly was not intending you know and i i really love what you do i really love the stories that you've told so it's like i i'm perfectly fine with getting more and more like them because of the fact that i think i think you do approach these ideas uh, I, I think one of the things I love about them is that I do feel like they're approached very honestly, and I think that are they're approached with a real sense of humanity that um, that I feel like cinema does need. I you know re whether it's a short film or a narrative or, or a feature length film or whether it's a documentary or a narrative film. I I think there's so many. I think there's a lot of great ideas that you're presenting. And yeah, I mean, the idea of fine tuning, I mean, that's what the greats do. That's, that's what great filmmakers do. It's like most of them, you know, they, they don't necessarily deviate from what they know and they just keep working on working on getting that better. And, you know, I, I really like that. That's there's, I really like that there's a commitment to that. And, you know, the fact of the matter is you do it pretty well so far, you know, so you do do it really well right now. So. Well, I definitely, I definitely appreciate that, man. And I, you know, like you're saying with, with composing, I, you have to spend any, any art form that you're going into, um, you know, those early years of going into it, you're just going to be copying what you've seen other people do. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much anybody. That's how we learn. <laughs> yeah. That's what little kids do. Uh, and then eventually it'll get to a place where you'll say, oh, this is what I do. This is what I'm about. Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. And yeah, that's, uh, yeah. And that, that's, that's ultimately one, once that is, I know for me, that was sort of a big weight off of my shoulders when I realized that, that that was ultimately, no, I mean, you, rather than trying to do something that you're, or be somebody that you're not, you know, focus more on who you are. And that's, that's one of the, 
thing. I, I think that's that's a I, I think that's a key moment for any artist, regardless of what you're doing. Yeah, I think you you put that really beautifully. Just you know, focus on who you are. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's what all of this is about, anyways. So you know, be be you and don't apologize for that. Mm-hmm. And with with that note, that's actually it's actually a very good way to uh, bring me to the most. I think it's the most re- well. No, it's not the most recent film of yours that I've seen, but. Um, the one that I think definitely has one of the ones that's definitely excited me the most is how did you come to uh, discover Jay Peterson? Yeah, so <laughs> uh, there's a couple ways I've discovered Jay. I'm still <laughs> discovering Jay. So I I did a, a piece of branded content, like a short film for Adidas uh, a few years back, and I had cast Jay in it. Uh, you know, he was an actor, um, and, you know, I, I really liked what he brought. And so I cast him in that. Um, really enjoyed working with him. I mean, he was one of the most dedicated actors I had worked mm-hmm. with up until point uh, cast him in another thing and another thing. So sorry to get to know him a little bit over, you know, the few projects that we worked on together over the first couple of years. And then I overheard him talking to somebody and he was telling them that he paints, uh, the soul energy of people. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, that doesn't, um, that's, that's not necessarily where, you know, my belief system sits. Right. And, uh, you know, I, I thought it was very interesting and, you know, I started talking to him about it. Uh, and again, like, you know, anything that, that you don't fully understand, um, but you can maybe empathize with, uh, you get a little bit of interest and a little bit of curiosity to it. And so I asked him if, Hey, can I, you know, just make like a, a little short documentary on you and your process? Cause he was describing his process and it was very specific and strange to mm-hmm. me. Uh, so I was like, okay, I'll make a, you know, maybe a little three minute documentary. Right. So <laughs> I, uh, the day before the shoot, you know, I went over to his place and, um, you know, just kind of sat down with him, uh, to get to know each other a little bit more before going into a little bit of pre-interview is kind of nervous. And, um, and I should have been nervous, but I wasn't cause I didn't know what I was getting into yet. And, you know, so he starts telling me about that and then he's like, well, um, also Nick, I feel like, you know, maybe you should know this and maybe this might be interesting to talk about. Uh, is I was born intersexed and raised female. And I say, oh, yeah, Jay, that's very interesting. Uh, <laughs> if you're comfortable with it, if you're, you know, if you're fully mm-hmm. out, then yeah, yeah, let's, you know, let's do that. Uh, and he had just started, you know, speaking publicly about it. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he had done a, a recent lecture, and I, I, I think he, to do that, felt like this huge weight had been lifted off to, of him. Uh, he spoke at one of the local universities. Mm-hmm. And so we started talking and he's like, well, there's some other stuff too, but I guess we could just talk about it tomorrow. Uh, and then we did that, you know, that first shoot. Yeah. And that was one of the, uh, I, I don't honestly even know how to describe it. Like that, that nine hour interview, um, it was, a, it was a lot to process, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't imagine. That's seen the film or, or seen the trailer for it. Uh, you know, my, you know, can, can see some of the thoughts there, you know, me and the crew just were not fully prepared at all. Um, yeah. So, you know, we, we did that. And then I sat with that footage for a really long time, just, you know, having a difficult, uh, time trying to figure out what to do with this. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, we had a lot, I knew that there was something there. Um, you know, I had probably the most difficult time was trying to figure out, uh, the, uh, the ethics of it, uh, mm-hmm. where I felt my integrity was, um, you know, in terms of, uh, editorial or authorial voice, uh, to telling this person's life, uh, when there are elements of it, um, you know, that, uh, that were just, uh, troublesome for, you know, a, f- a few different reasons. Yeah. So trying to, trying to figure that out and we spent some time, you know, honestly, a couple of years, kind of figured out the end to it and uh you know 
we started playing around with the idea of it being maybe a feature, but then, you know, that edit did not work at all. And we tried mm -hmm. a very short, that didn't work. So we ended up at this 20 minute runtime and, and a lot of that, that structure, uh, you know, the editor on that was, um, was Matt King and, uh, a lot of just making sense of that story, you know, came from his work on that. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, once we were able to get that general idea in place, then we came back and we shot all the reenactment sh stuff. Um, we shot one pickup interview just to, you know, make sure we had covered uh, our grounds on mm -hmm. uh, a couple of smaller things that we just need some clarification on. Um, and then from there, you know, we were able to get the rest of that to piece together pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. it, it's a fascinating movie. It is absolutely a fascinating movie. It's, you you start off thinking it's primarily going to be about his creative work about his paintings of these spectral of these souls of mm -hmm. individuals and then once once you dig deeper and deeper into who he is it just basically it's it's such a fascinating story it it was such i i'd forgotten so much about that I'd forgotten so much of his story before I watched it again this morning. And I, it, it's so, it just sucks me in. It just is really, it, it's, I mean, it's, it's a lot of, it took a lot of courage for him to be able to be that open and be, be that comfortable with telling, telling this story. I mean, it was, it's, it's a story that is completely worth t telling. I thought it was beautiful and just the, the way, you know, and I, I can completely understand why it was such a difficult uh, edit for you. And uh, you, you just put, you ended up putting it together just so well. And it just, it, it remind me of, it, it reminds me a lot of Errol Morris's work, you know, whether it's Gates mm. of Heaven, whether it's, uh, Thin Blue Line, Vernon, Florida. Some of some of some of his work, where it's very, you, it's very precise in how it examines the subject, your your subjects. In this case, Jay's life, and then it just. But the way it does it is just, it feels very unusual, but it also feels like it's the only way that you could have done that. And uh, I I just. Yeah, it, watching it again this morning, I remembered exactly why I loved it as much as I did when I saw it last year. Yeah, th thanks, man. I I had not seen the film for about 10 months or so, all the way through. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I, I was out of the country when it had its, uh, um, its actual premiere um, out in St. Louis in November, so I'd missed that, and I missed some of the other festival appearances. Uh, but I did just see it on Thursday. It was screening out here uh, after not seeing it in such a long time. Um, and yeah, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of it. Uh, you know, um, but I, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. It was just, I'm, I'm still kind of recovering from that screening a little bit mm -hmm. uh, of, you know, experience of sitting there watching a theater, watching it with Jay right next to me. Um, and, you know, just, uh, you know, hopefully feeling like we, we did that story the right way. And I, I feel like there's a lot of wrong ways that that easily could have gone. Oh, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> you know, and it, it's, it, it's a, it's a tough thing to know, you know, how much do you, uh, how much do you share of certain things? Um, what do you share? You know, I mean, it, it's somebody's life or somebody's mm -hmm. telling up their life. Uh, so you want to be honest to, you know, how they view that. Um, but, at, you know, and at the same time, you can't, you know, you can't sum up an entire human being's life in 20 minutes. Uh, so you have to make, mm -hmm. you know, some editorial choices and those choices will inherently uh, affect the way that people, you know, view that life. And I, I, I do think that's a huge part too of, you know, Jay being, being brave and doing this, mm -hmm. of knowing that, you know, people, 
um, unless we're there at a Q&A, it's not always a conversation and people are going to watch it and draw, draw their own conclusions uh, about him and about his life. Um, and, you know, for the most part, the reception has been very warm and loving and positive for him. Mm -hmm. uh, but that's still a very scary risk. Um, and, you know, he risks a substantial amount of judgment uh, in, in doing that. Yeah. And, and no, I, 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 it was, it, it really is for me personally, it was just such an, such an amazing experience to watch that movie and to just, and watching it again, just, just getting sucked in all over again. And, you know, the, the direction it takes, the, the story that his story is just, it's something that you never expect in you never expect when you start that movie where it's going to lead and i think by the end of that movie like you said it's very it would have been very there's definitely a wrong way of doing that to where it could have just been silly but i don't you you didn't it's not silly at all it's it's very it's very honest. It's very clear-eyed, and it's for me. It was very moving, and I I'm glad to hear that it's getting mostly a lot of positive uh, notices and feedback. And for yeah, like like you said, how brave he was in telling that story, telling his well, story. And yeah, and that's been one of the nice things is, you know, after uh, that last screening, you know, seeing people come up to him and want to give him hugs and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, all of that is is, is really heartwarming. Um, in terms of telling the story, you know, the intellectual approach to it uh, was something where we were just like, let's let's try to do it in a way that it, how it felt when we first heard it from him. Right. Um, and emotionally, let's try to do it in a way where maybe it's a similar feeling to what, you know, obviously we're not going to be able to hit the actual feelings that mm -hmm. he had through all of this, um, but at least try to, to get something, um, you know, analogous to those feelings. Yeah. No, and I, and, and it was, it was funny. It's like, I, on the one hand, I was thinking, you know, it, on the one hand it is, is when you said that you had nine hours of footage, it's like, oh my word, how did this not end up being a feature length film? And then when you, you said that that just didn't really work, I'm like, I can kind of see that. Yeah. Cause you know, the, <laughs> the biggest thing was it's, we, we made the decision we're, we're telling Jay's story from Jay's point of view. Right. Which means that we, you know, this isn't a, uh, investigative documentary or, you know, a, a, even a piece of journalism to that extent, mm -hmm. you know, we're, we're not going to go to Minnesota and interview some of these other people and, you know, try to get to the bottom of things. Um, yeah. that wasn't the story that we were, that we were trying to tell. Um, you know, it's telling Jay's story the way that he told it. Yeah. And so that meant that you really only had this one major voice uh, which is Jay's uh, in the film. And so when we, you know, we did the feature, there's a lot of interesting moments, a lot of good stuff, but as a whole, uh, it just, it loses, um, you know, it's essentially listening to one person talk and watching them talk for, you know, an hour and a half, mm -hmm. uh, which, you know, it can, can be troublesome to, to maintain engagement during that time period. Yeah. Yeah, and I I could I can definitely see that the the film is the the right length to give you at least a a glimpse into uh into his life and into what his life is and what it's what it is now and what <laughs> was then and yeah, I I I really the it it's funny because of the fact that it's like yeah, you mentioned the recreations it's it's and and that is I think that's part of where um at least with the thin blue line it kind of reminds me of Errol Morris because he did a lot of recreations and re mm -hmm. reenactments in that film. But as far as the overall humanity and as far as the overall just feeling of wanting to be truthful to who who Jay is 
that that's where that's where I feel like the comparison for to something like Gates of Heaven is very apt because of the fact that there's there's no judgment of who he is as an individual. It's just telling it's just letting him tell you how tell you about his life and giving you a window into who he is as an individual and where and what sort of led him into this uh into the life he's living now. Yeah, and I, I think, you know, I mean those are some of the most incredible not just documentaries, but films ever made. Yeah. Uh, you know, so um, obviously, you know, we we looked uh, uh, to Morris's work uh, for kind of reference points and milestones. Um, you know, I mean, he, he's one of the masters, if not, you know, the top five, top three greatest documentarians. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that definitely, you know, um, was was something that we looked at uh, uh, quite a bit because uh, he does such a beautiful job of navigating things that could be difficult to navigate and making it seem very um, easeful and smooth, mm-hmm. uh, objective, but also empathetic at the same time. Well, before we wrap this up, um, I what what do you uh, what do you and what does uh, Crown Chimp have coming up? Yeah, you know we 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 stay busy. Uh, you know we got some commercial stuff, some fun commercial stuff going on. Um, we have a series set up with Warner Brothers that uh, takes a fair amount of our writing time uh, mm-hmm. prepping that. Uh, you know, I have, uh, that short that I talked about, um, that we shot out in January, we're wrapping that up, uh, prepping, uh, another short and, uh, working on a feature. So, uh, a whole slew of different things, man. You, you just answered that my next question was if we were going to get a feature from you, uh, coming up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One, one day, uh, <laughs> you know, I have, I have a, a whole bunch of feature scripts that, you know, we've done some movement on, but, uh, you know, it's, um, I'm, I'm glad honestly that I haven't made any of them, mm-hmm. uh, you know, knowing where I'm at now and, and being able to see things much with much more clarity. Um, but yeah, there's, there's two, uh, that, you know, hopefully, get some good traction on the end of this year, early next year, but very heavy in the writing process on that. Well, Nicholas, thank you very much for joining me today. I've been uh, wanting to uh, add you to the roster of interviews that I've been doing for the podcast for a while. And I'm glad we were finally able to do this. Oh yeah. Thanks for, uh, thanks for having me, man. Like mm-hmm. I said, always, uh, um, always have been very grateful for uh, your support and encouragement uh over the years man and and glad to see that the the podcast is thriving and doing good and glad to be uh you know a a little bit of a part of it Mm -hmm. and uh that is uh crown chimp films www.crownchimp.com correct yes just uh crownchimp.com okay and you can also find a lot of their commercial work and and their uh, short films at vimeo uh, you can hit him up on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Um, and uh, thank you very much, Nicholas, for uh, joining me today. Sounds good. All right. I'd like to thank Nicholas for uh, joining me today. It was a lot of fun to talk to him. I've got some more uh, filmmaker interviews coming up. I have a podcast I'm doing with a friend of mine on one of my very favorite films, as well as there's always going to be a lot more going on at patreon.com backslash Sonic Cinema. For now, though, this is Brian Scuttle, and thank you very much, and I hope you have a good rest of the day.